Welcome back to the Gospel of Jesus Christ with Bishop Johnny Rutledge. Father, we praise you, we worship you, we give you the honor and the glory, and yeah. somebody ought to well, say Well, Bishop, amen. you already know I'm the amen cheerleader. <laughs> I'm right amen. here. Amen, amen, glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Well, today, Randy, we want to talk uh, in, that, in the same direction in which you were going. We want to remind folks that this is the hour in which we all need to give an account of who and what we are so we can get in a better stead with the Lord. Not that God is adjusting himself to us, but we need to rid ourselves of some things so that we can get the blessing God got for us. And tonight we want to challenge that by way of the word. But I pray that you are listening and atone yourself to the words of God and not anything else because maybe you need this. Yes. Maybe you need the word of God tonight. Maybe you need a blessing. I want to assure you that this is not something that just fell out of a book. This is not something that I thought about or somebody brought by here and dropped off. This is directly from heaven's gates all the way down to earth. And God wants you to know that he's not yet just yet God. But he's active in your life, and he wants to do something. Yes, he does. He wants to do something for you personally. For you. He wants to do it for you now. He wants to break down some barriers. He wants to remove some strongholds. He wants to get rid of some preconceptions of what you think God is. I'm obvious. He wants to give you a new life, a new light, and he wants to shine on you like you've never yes. seen him before. Hallelujah. Just like the man Paul, when he fell down to the ground and the light shined and blinded him. God want to rid you of your old person. Glory to God. And in order to do that, he got to bring a new you forth. Yes. And tonight, let me introduce myself as the new preacher Hallelujah. that will bring you a new message because yeah. yesterday is gone. Yeah. Never will it come again. Yeah. Tomorrow we are not promised. Don't have Glory any means yeah. to get to it. But today is the deliverance of the Lord. Today is the blessings of the Lord. Today is the hour of God's great divine mercy and grace. Today is your blessing. Yes, sir. I don't know about tomorrow. I can't work with you on tomorrow. And yes. I definitely ain't going back to yesterday. But today, I offer you the love, the blessing, and the hope of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Bear with me while we... Yeah, I take it, Bishop. You need it, you and so do me, I. I take it. I take Praise it. Praise the Lord. You. Praise God. Praise yes. God. Praise God. Let's take our seat here. Yes. And Hallelujah. Be, and be conscious of what we're doing. Yes. I heard somebody say on Facebook once say, stand up, stand up, stand up. I stand within the seat. Amen. Let me tell you why I stand. Because the audience is everywhere. Yes, it is. As we reach out to people that are sick today in their beds, some of them are in the jail cell, as, as they have told me. Some of them are in hospital rooms, as they have told me. Some of them are working in hospitals, as they have told me. Some of them are out in their cars. And whatever you are, whether you buy the smartphone or your tablet or TV, you know, all these different means of communication yes. the Lord has blessed us with, all of that matters because what you will always hear, it's not some riddle song. This is your Bible. This is the, no, you're going to hear from heaven by way of the Holy Thank Spirit. For God mean to deliver you and let us all come in here with this word. Yes, sir. And be changed by it. Yes, sir. Now, I want to tell you that and slow up, Johnny Rutherford. Slow up. Let the Holy Spirit lead. Hallelujah. Slow up and get rid of, get, get rid of some of this, all what you got to do and why you got to do it. 
Folks, folks, let me, let me speak to you from my heart. I heard my wife talking earlier, and that's been bothering me all week. You know, I don't like for things to work in me like that, so I asked the Holy Spirit to relieve me of these thoughts. I've been dreaming lately. Had one dream where grown folks gathered around and to hear me preach, and none of them had any ears. Lord, have mercy. And I asked the Lord to show me in some kind of way, what does that mean? And then I had another dream where folks were all about everywhere and, and my wife was saying the strongest gospel you've ever, you will ever hear. Yes. And people were looking like, where is it? Where is it? And so I want to tell you tonight, for those of you that are kind enough to hear this. Yes. There is no more games to play. Hallelujah. There's no more games to play, right? Uh, I don't want to keep bringing up the undertaker and the funeral director and the man that buried bodies. I don't want to keep bringing up that, right? Yeah. Let me tell you why I don't want to keep bringing it up. Because he's doing his job. Yeah. He's paid to do a service. He does that well or you have dead bodies all over there, stinking and rotting all over there. He does it well all the time. But tonight I want to talk about the man that brings you the living water. Where you won't die or you never experience death and you'll be happy forevermore. I want to tell you about him because that is who we are in need of during this season of death. Yes, sir, Bishop. I keep looking at these people in these hospitals and, and TV and Facebook and everything dying from this pandemic and all these other diseases and all this other stuff. And yet, if they get a little, a little, a little, a little touch of a soberness, a healing, they run right back into the same seas. I want to tell you today that uh, the man is tired. The, the undertaker is tired. He didn't make enough money for this year, probably carry the next two or three years. You ain't got to die to make him rich. God wants you to live and so do he. I'm telling you this because when you think that you're okay and you join back into that sinful nature and you do the things you know you shouldn't be doing, death is knocking on your door. Yes, sir. Ain't scared to tell you, ain't scared to preach this to you. On, you are sir. one breath away from one death. Away, and if you don't understand tonight that playing with God, playing the games of life with God, you are guaranteed to lose. God don't play about his word. He said these things for you to live, not for you to die. But it, it appears to me today, folks are just like witches and warlocks. They men's dressing up like women's and, and, and kissing and all this stuff on the thing. Women's hugging and kissing women's publicly in front of children and everything and all this demonic behavior. And y'all don't think y'all gonna die. That's a death sentence. But the Bible said the wages of sin is death today, tomorrow, and forever. But the gift of God is eternal life. God is saying, I keep sparing you. I keep sparing you. I keep, I keep, I keep getting you off the hook. You keep getting another chance. I'm telling you this because it is prevalent. It's all over the place. It's in the news. It's everywhere. In the church, everywhere. Listen here. Listen. On, listen to Come me on. carefully tonight. 
Don't you go nowhere tonight. Don't you go. Don't you, don't you let the devil play with your mind. Culpabilities means that the illnesses already out here, the viruses or whatever, will, will choose you first. Well, I got diabetes, I got this. He'll choose you because you're already physically weak. Lord have mercy. But I'm telling you about being sinful and being weak in sin. Yes, sir. Get it out of your mind that you can't live holy. You can live holy. Yes, sir. You are to be holy. And the only way you're going to do it is give your life back to Christ yes. and let the Holy Spirit walk with you. Talk with you and lead you every day of your life. That's what's happening. Now you have the rights by God's standard to say yes and no all day. I'm just telling you that people are tired. Hospital people are tired. Yes. The funeral morgue is full and y'all still sitting. Lord have mercy. What you think is speeding up the day, expediting people's life to death? It ain't just because, well, the COVID, no. Sin is finding folks. Yes. Disobedience to the word of God is throwing people in these crises where they stand up, I need my prayer while you prayer, 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 and you go right back to the sin. What kind of message is you sending to God? You healed me. You restored me. You made me whole again. And then as soon as you get your good, healthy day break and, and you're back and standing and talking, you go right back into the sea. Lord have mercy. That's the problem today with so much death. Everybody thinks, well, COVID, COVID, COVID. Do you know God is not allowing good, saved, Holy Ghost-filled folks to just fall dead? Lord your appointment day doesn't necessarily have to line up with the COVID death day. That's right, now. God got a special day for you to come home. And you don't die, you, you're carried, as Moses said. You fly away yes. with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And tonight, I want to bring it to your attention. You can't keep sinning. You can't keep lying. You can't keep hoeing. You can't keep tricking. And this homosexual stuff, you can't keep doing it and call yourself a man or woman of God because death is after you. Yes, sir. It's death, not God. I tell you, Bishop. I want you to know that the time is now to change, to revert back to your holy status and stay with God because you can't tell me God can't keep you. He can keep you if you want to be kept. God can keep you if you want to be kept now. This is serious business, folks. If I ain't never been serious with you, now I'm serious. It's the sin that's killing you. It's the sin that lets the devil in your house. It's the sin that's causing all these major things to happen in the world. You have got to live for Christ Jesus so you can get the fullness of time, the fullness of God. But I tell you, it's your choice. Just like the man Pharaoh. They said, God hardened his heart. What is he saying? He's saying that the heart of Pharaoh was already wicked and evil. Now reprobation means that God turned you over where you can't come back. But I don't know why Pharaoh had to, had to be so evil. I believe it's the same thing that's happening today. Greed, absolute power, 
got slaves. You want to be a god on earth. And the Bible says, God hardened his heart. Mm -hmm. So he would not let the people go. Some scholars say, well, God put an evil spell on him, so he just was evil. No, that's not what God did, and God don't do that today. Well, what did God do, y'all? God removed grace from him. He removed mercy from him. When you are expendable, in other words, when you are out there, there ain't no grace as a, as a governor or a stopping point. Ain't no mercy when you fall in a ditch or whatever. Whatever happened is going to happen. You're at, you at the disposal of Satan himself because you have agreed to join up with Satan and kick against God. Y'all need to hear about sin today. Especially those of you that have buried loved ones that were not old folks that had not lived full lives. Come on now, I know we're going to say, well, what if he died? If I die, I'm going to be with Jesus for all eternity. I'm not afraid because I know my soul is saved. I have done what God say do, and tonight I'm preaching to you about Jesus Christ and his glorious salvation and the work that he has done for our souls. So you don't get to tell me that fear is what's keeping you. It must be the love of God. And I want to introduce you to him. His name is Jesus Christ. Yes. He died out on Calvary so you could have life. Yes, sir. And when he rose on the third day morning, he didn't just say, well, now I'm going to go back to the Father and take a break, vacation. He charged the third part of himself, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and he said, you stay with them. Yes, sir. You help them when they need help. You lead them when they need leading. Yes. You heal them when they need healing. You protect them when they need protection. You give them strength when they need strength. That's who I'm talking about. You got to get to know him now. Everybody say, well, I know who Jesus is. You can't know him and not love him. If you know him, you will love him. Yes, and you will obey him. You must obey him. It's what happens next. Father God, give us the strength to keep lifting your name. I thank you for my wife, Jesus, because she keep preaching and teaching. She keep praising and worshiping you. I thank you for my children, Jesus. I thank you for these people that are listening to me, Jesus. I thank you for the world that you have put in your stead so that they can get the joy and the glory in which you left so that they can join you around your throne in glory. Father, please now, God, have mercy. Have mercy, Father. And when I say have mercy, Jesus, I'm not saying excuse Satan for nothing. That's right. I'm not saying, God, let this man keep being a homosexual. I'm not saying let this woman keep being a homosexual. I'm saying, God, redeem your children. Yeah. And restore some sound minds inside of their head and give them the right to come back to you because they are lost. Amen. Killing and stealing because of power. Lying, a false scale. Yes. Have mercy, Jesus. Help Have mercy. Okay, so here we are tonight. We have a few more minutes to come at you. And I want to bring you a message. I want to tell you 
that the Lord has spoken. Yes, sir. In the seventh chapter of the book of Exodus. Thank you, Father. And let's read it because you see, the excitement of God's word fades away when the reading of the word comes. Say, stand and read the word of God. Everybody get out excited. <laughs> Everybody stop wanting to praise then. Yeah. Everybody stop trying to figure out how to get to the bathroom or go outside or whatever. If the word of God is not preached or not read in the synagogue or in the church, then the spirit of God does not visit it. You got to hear the word of God. By hearing the word of God, it builds your faith. It gives you confidence. It light a fire in your soul. It lets you know that God is still able. Just like he did with the Hebrews, he will do with you. That's the word of God. Well, you know, everybody's a scholar today, and they know everything from Greek to Hebrew. Do you know it was Alexander the Great that was uh, uh, permission and, and, and taught by Aristotle to take all of this Greek everywhere and just say, just change the world, teach them how to be Greeks, and make them this and make them that. And, and he died over there in Babylon and couldn't change the Babylonians, but listen what he did. Yes. He left the Greek language everywhere. So the New Testament wasn't written in Arabic, wasn't written in Hebrew, it was written in the language Alexander left. Yes, sir. Why? Because God knew that it would be the heathen that would read, accept, and believe his word. Paul had a mission to the Gentiles, not the Jews. Yes. Because if it had been in Aramaic or Hebrew, it would have stayed in Palestine and the whole world would have missed out on salvation. So he, he lit it on the back, put it on the back of Hebrew. He put it on the back of, of the Greek of the language so that people could read it and understand it. And it covered the whole world. And here we are today yes. with the most powerful tool we could ever use to level us with life so that we can go higher and higher Come on, in the glory, of God. the glory of God. Tonight I read from you the seventh chapter of the book of Exodus. Let's go seven chapter book of Exodus. Seven chapter book of Exodus and we'll read it to you. Okay, so here we go. I think I'm about there. Seven chapter book of Exodus. Okay. Here we go. Alright. So the Lord said to Moses, I have made you as a God to Pharaoh. And Aaron, your brother, shall be your prophet. <laughs> Woo! Do y'all hear this? God had made a man a God on earth and gave him a prophet to work with the man. You God, Moses, and Aaron is your prophet to Pharaoh. Because Pharaoh had declared, and so had all the millions of uh, Egyptians and those three or four million Jews that Pharaoh was God. But God said, no, 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 no. I'm going to make you a God to him. In other words, I'm going to let you do great miracles. That's going to blow his mind. That's going to change his direction. And he's not going to hurt you or harm you. But he's going to find himself in a situation to where one day he's going to say, well, Moses, God is God. Okay, so here we are. And then he says, you shall speak all that I command you. And Aaron, your brother, shall tell Pharaoh to send the children of Israel out of his land. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart. Yes. Multiply my signs by my wonders, 
in the land of Egypt, but Pharaoh will not heed, heed you, so that I may lay my hands on Egypt and bring my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgment. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring out the children of Israel among them. Lord, bless the reading and the hearing of your word. Bless it now, Jesus. Bless the reading and the hearing of your word. Okay. Now, in that same chapter, the Lord pushed me over here to the 22nd verse. He said, then the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantment. And Pharaoh's heart grew harder. He did not heed them, as the Lord had said. And Pharaoh turned and went into his house. Neither was his heart moved by this. So all the Egyptians dug around the rivers looking for water to drink. This plague of turning blood to water blew his mind. But it didn't blow his heart. Plagues don't necessarily change hearts. Pharaoh had ten plagues, and only one could change him enough to where he would obey God. Good folks, friends, Facebook, TV, apps, whatever you, wherever you are. How many plagues you need? How many plagues you need tonight before you change and give way to God? Yeah. For you have to heed the word of God because he said that Pharaoh did not heed the word of God. So the blood came, the frogs, uh, you know, and the lights and all the balls and all these different things. And the darkness so dark you couldn't even see your face. And then all of a sudden the Bible says that the last plague came. The last one came, y'all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The last plague came, y'all. Oh, Do y'all know it was the last plague? Yes, sir. I bet you can't understand that last plague. That was the last plague that came. You see, this, this, this Bible bothers me because I know that something else is coming. Yes. I know that the death, oh my God, I can't tell it. Listen here, Pharaoh wasn't moved by COVID. Pharaoh wasn't moved by Ebola. Pharaoh wasn't moved by leprosy. Pharaoh wasn't moved by nothing. You know what moved Pharaoh? Household death. That's right. That's right. The last plague was the death of the firstborn of the household of Egypt. Which if you had a house and you had anybody there, if you didn't have a child, if your wife was the firstborn of her family, she died. If you were the firstborn of your family, you died. If you had a child, you had three. The oldest had to die that day. They had to die. That's what moved Pharaoh. Plagues don't move, folks. I'm preaching this way because you ain't moved. You still lying, following this hypocritical, crooked, garbage man that's, that used to be the president, been removed twice, 
had all these crimes against him, uh, 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 just a dog in his character, against women's children and men's, and he played with God and said, I'm, I did more for the church than Jesus, and you still following him. You still believe in him. How come the plague didn't bring you out of that? How come the plague don't take you out of you and your wife? I sleep in the top floor. She sleep in the bottom floor. We've been married 50 years, but we don't talk to each other. She, she don't like me. I don't like her. My, my children, we, we, we at odds with each other because they hate me and I hate them. I don't give them nothing. They don't, hey, the plague ain't moved y'all yet. All of these 900 and something thousand people, almost a million people in America, 7 million in the world, and y'all ain't moved yet. You're still in denial of the righteousness, the holiness of God, because you're still doing the same thing you did before the plagues came. Pharaoh is guilty of that. And don't try to blame God. Church needs to stop pointing the finger. Well, you know, people are who they are, and you just have to accept them. That's a lie. Lord, mercy. Now, God, give all of us the skill and the ability and the right mind to choose. You ain't got to be a genius to make the right decision, to live right. Fight this thing that yeah. called flesh. Fight it off. Tell it no sometime. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going on with Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to live right. I'm going to love my wife, my children. I'm going to be right in front of God. I'm going to pray sometimes. Yay! I'm going to fast sometimes. I'm going to tell God yes instead of just being quiet all the time. Lord have mercy. Tell God what you got to do so you can get more strength from the Lord. Yes, Lord, I'm going to follow you and watch your, watch your steps increase. Lord, I'm going to pray to you. Watch your mind get clear. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm going to live for you. Watch your body get in shape. Because Jesus wants you to do what is holy. Folks, this is a serious hour. It is, Bishop. We play too much. Too many games played. I hear these big mega, mega preachers. Ha, well, <laughs> it ain't my business. You don't like me. I don't care what you think, whatever. Garbage! God wants me to be an example of him. I care what you think of me. I care what I do in front of you. I care how I preach to you. I care about the life I live in front of you. I care about the things I say to you. I care about your soul. I care that you find the truth and stop following the lie. I care that you and your family be holy. I care that y'all get saved. I care that your children don't be lost. I care. Come on, Bishop. You have to care for folks. Come on, Bishop. And they're out here playing these games with people, collecting every dime. Listen here. Come on, Bishop. The world is making billions of dollars. Even these, I don't know what to call these imps and dips. They, they, they said it was, I, I'm a rapper, I'm a writer, I'm a player, I'm a whatever. And they got billions of dollars, and guess what they're doing? Telling the world ain't no God. Ain't no God, you over there worshiping that stuff, and that ain't gonna get you nothing. Watch how poor you be, while I be rich. It makes the church feel bad to see the enemy of God getting an increase, and the church keep decreasing. Lord have mercy. 
God is telling you today, don't be fooled by sin. The preacher is to tell you that this is what he must say. I'm, I'm going to show you what he's going to say. I got to do it. I got to show you. I got to show you now. I got to show you. Okay, in Psalms, in the book of Psalms, in the 24th chapter, this is what, this is what God is saying. Since everybody, all these folks, all these sexual demons and, and all-stars and superstars, man, you should be embarrassed by them. Why are you mad at them? Because they're lying to the world. Listen here. Listen to me very carefully. Some of these people got preachers as mothers and fathers. And they're doing everything in the public because they're bringing home the money. They're letting them do everything and won't tell them anything. But then they go to these churches and try to preach. We got us a big church. We pray. We preach it. But your child making millions of dollars by lying on God discriminating against people based upon who they really are. This is why I say to you, I'm not trying to defend God. I'm not trying to blow, blow up God. I'm telling you the truth about God. This who God is. This who he is. Psalm 24. Come on, Bishop. The Bible says, the earth is the Lord yeah. and the fullness thereof and the, and the world yeah. and they that dwell in it belong to him. For he has founded it upon the seas, established it on the floods. Who shall ascend to the hills of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Listen to me very carefully. He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, and they that seek him seek his face. Yes. O Jacob. Selah. This is the word of God. Then he said, Lift up your head, O ye gates. Yes. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. The king of glory shall come in. Then it says, who is the king of glory? Yes. The Lord strong and mighty. And mighty. The Lord strong and mighty is the king of glory. The Lord mighty in battle is the king of glory. Yes. Lift up your head, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. The king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. Hosts mean the Lord of the armies of God. Hallelujah. He is the king of glory. Selah. That's the word of God. That's who God is. I'm not confused anymore. God says all of this earth belongs to him. And all that's in it belongs to him. He founded this thing. He created this thing. There's no hidden value, no, no gold, no diamond, nothing nowhere except God don't know it. But I'm trying to tell you, don't you be deceived by these demons. Yes, sir. They look very wealthy and healthy for now. But if you go over into the New Testament and you read in the Greek and you find that Luke wrote about it in the 16th chapter, there was a man that had all these stuff just like the billionaires today. 
sleeping with men's and women's. Well, we come out, we go in, we open, we, 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 whatever. Do anything. And then say, look at the money we got. Look at the wealth we got. And you got children following this garbage, believing that that's the way of the future. Yeah. I don't understand this thing going on here today. Everybody believes that the Lord is asleep or something. Mm -hmm. That God don't know what is going on. But I want to tell you something. Yeah. That rich man over there was just the same as some of these billionaires. And he was a Hebrew. He was a Jew. He was one of the ones that went to the synagogue. Probably had influence and power. But he believed in his money. Yeah. And lived against the word of God. Yes. Guess what now? Come on, Bishop. He died. He sure did. And the Bible says his soul, his eyes lifted up and opened up in the burning hell. Mm -hmm. That's the truth now. now. Hallelujah. It's hard, but it's true. Do you know that heaven, everything on earth does not guarantee you to have nothing in heaven? Oh, you got to make sure that your soul is safe. Listen here. For the last year, so many people have come. Oh, you heard about such and such died. Such and such died. Such and such died. All I know is if you ain't got Jesus, you died in vain. Yeah. Your death was a waste to God because he died out on Calvary that no soul be lost. And if you are lost, that's a pain in God's heart. And please be reminded. Your grandma and them ain't, ain't, ain't crying up in heaven over your dead soul. No, sir. Ain't no tears in heaven, folks. Mama and them can't read you from there. Yeah. Everybody got to get the same message. Everybody have to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Stop playing these games. Ain't nothing funny, y'all. Folks, it's bad and going to hell every day. And hell is enlarging itself because we ain't telling people that the gift of God is eternal life. What we tell them is, get you some money. Get rich. Get you a good career and live the way you want to live. Get you a woman, a man, whatever you want to do. And just keep on living. Until death knock on your door. I want y'all to get ready now because this thing ain't going away. I want you to be aware playing with God is a death sentence yes, sir. for you. Yes, sir. <laughs> you don't scare me. I ain't no witchcraft working over here, y'all. Nope. Somebody, God will get him. No, God going to get you yes. because I'm preaching Jesus. Yes. I'm living Jesus and you better live Jesus because playing with God in your family, playing with God in your life, you are inviting death in your house. And that is what's happening. That's the news. Watching these old hypocrites on all of this TV and social media. Everything. You're measuring yourself by the demons from hell. Lord have mercy. I hate to go so deep in it, but I want to tell you something now. Even my beloved Bahamas, they so tied up with this queen thing, with worshiping these men's and images, and I got to have a bow to the queen also. Listen to me. Have no other God before me is what the first commandment says. And the only commandment God hangs his hat on is that you must love him. Yeah. 
And you can't tell God you love him by bowing to a queen or a king. That's why death is rampant. Well, this is just the way of culture. This is whatever, whatever. All right, go back to Alexander the Great, 24 years old, conquered the whole world. His, 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 his teacher, Aristotle, taught him everything about bringing everybody together with Greek. One thing, the Hellenistic thing, put everybody in the same language, all the same culture. Everybody going to be Greek. And then he laid down with a boy that he loved more than a girl. And he died outside of Babylon over there. They don't even know where his body is. 24 years old. Some folks say, well, he, he must have been. No, he was a demon. Lord have mercy. Nebuchadnezzar, a demon. Hitler, a demon. Joseph Stalin, a demon. And all these other great leaders. So, 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 so you don't get to tell God who he has accepted. God said, I raise up kings. I raise up countries. But watch what he does now. He bring them all down. Go over there to Iran and look for Nebuchadnezzar. That's where it was, Babylon. Go to Syria and look for those kings. Go to Egypt and look for Pharaoh. And then my mom is, do you know back in the 1910, 1903, 1912 and stuff like that, that the Egyptians was uh, raiding tombs and taking mummies and, and putting them out on the sidewalk, selling them to the European for a dollar? Don't be so hyped up on this thing that y'all is so excited about because that thing is going to die. And when it's dead, it's done. But you need Jesus because with Jesus Christ, you will forever have life. You'll never die, never experience it. So I'm not trying to get nobody upset. Why don't I, the bereave and oh, we lost our brother, sister, whatever. You're going to lose you too if you don't get Jesus. Amen. Stop worrying about all this sinful stuff and playing church. Sunday morning, this is what I want you to do, y'all. Sunday morning, all of y'all that can hear me. Get mad, get angry, but don't sin. That's right. Go to your local church and tell your pastor, Hallelujah. I'm not playing no more, pastor. This is my day of deliverance. I'm living for Jesus forevermore. Ain't no more of the sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Ain't no more of the funny, funny, funny. God ain't got no comedians in heaven. Lord have mercy. Ain't nobody telling jokes up there, folks. And you definitely ain't telling no jokes in hell. Lord have mercy. So I'm trying to get you something where you want to go. Don't try to get so all unconscious. I can do anything. This is my thing. That's a lie. Every demon fooled everybody to believe that until death knocked on the door. And then the death said, I ain't doing it. You don't own nothing. That's right. Snatched the soul of a man yeah. out of his body and ran it through the gates of hell. I'd I like to see you stop that. You can't. So stop playing games. The hour is now. Somebody said, boy, you show, why are you preaching? Oh, what are you preaching? If you ain't going to be lost, you definitely going to be saved. Hallelujah. But if you're going to be saved, it's going to be because you're no longer lost. And because you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. You got to hear it. Yes. And you got to believe it. And you got to embrace it. And you got to wear it like it's yes. your clothing. You got to wear it like it's your clothing. 
You gotta wear it. 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 You gotta wear this thing from the bottom of your heart. I don't know what else to tell. I've been preaching all my life, and I gotta tell everybody the truth. Let me tell you right now, this thing is not a joke. We thank you for tuning in to the Gospel of Jesus Christ with Bishop Johnny Rutledge. You can also contact Bishop Rutledge at fullfaithinternational.com. You can also see more information and content at faithtv.lightcast.com. Again, that's faithtv.lightcast.com. Be sure to turn in to the podcast, The Gospel of Jesus Christ, for the next episode. Take care and God bless.